Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Glad to have you with us on this Saturday morning as we continue to learn about things Jessamine. Jessamine County, people, places, and things. Now today, I have a young fellow who, while he has not been in our county that many years, he has been here all of his life. And the reason I say that is because he's, he's not very old. Jared, how old are you? I'm 24. 24 years Boy. old. Of course, I'm talking about Jared Polson, who was raised in Wilmore, came down from the Polson and Litmuth families, and of course went on to be a crowd favorite at the University of Kentucky playing for the Wildcats. We're glad to have you in, and we want to, on this program, Jared, we, we talk a lot about things that used to be in our county. Mm-hmm. But it's called All Things Jessamine. So we like to talk about things that are somewhat current, mm-hmm. and you are. Right. So that's kind of why we're, we're doing this. I don't want you to think that we're, you're a has-been <laughs> and you've made it on the program. But anyway, let's get started where yeah. we should. Tell us about how Jared Polson got started in this world. Tell us about your folks and wow. where you came from. Okay. Yeah, so like you said, grew up in Wilmore, Kentucky. Um, actually, was born, born in a Lexington hospital. Lived in Wilmore for my first year. We actually moved to Nicholasville for, I think, four or five years, um, and then moved back to Wilmore in my grandparents' home, which is Gene and June Lintemuth. And so they actually moved two doors down. Mm -hmm. So I got to live next to my grandparents basically my whole life, and we've been in that house ever since. My dad was from Harlan County. He moved up to Lexington. I think met my mom through, I think, the people that he actually works with now. So met my mom at some function, and they fell in love met and married within six months which is pretty crazy really yeah now yeah. chrissy i went to school with your mother right I think she was a year or two behind me mm-hmm. now your dad works is it for a tire company sns tire SNS. Yeah. so somehow they met that way through through that well he actually i think he worked at firestone before that but actually the people who own sns now i think worked at him with Firestone. Okay. i'm not sure of the entire story but okay. I, he was kind of set up by a student in my mom's class because my mom was a teacher here yeah. and i think the student's dad worked with my dad and the student obviously had my mom in class and wow he was like first grader and said you guys would be good together and a they ended up being grader. i think so i think that's i might have the story a little wrong but you might have to ask my mom about it but i think that's the story but six months six months met and married that's, in six months that's crazy. pretty crazy yeah yeah well now there's there's several and 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 a lot of people will know your mom's family because right. they're from here. Right. Name her brothers and sisters in case we have listeners that recognize yeah. that name. Well, Steve is, I think, well, Janine or Steve is the oldest. I should know that. Um, Steve and Dan, Dan Lintemuth are her brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Dan is the middle school gym teacher here at West. And right. he's married to Stephanie. Steve is married to Heather. And then she has two sisters, Sue Hammond, mm-hmm. Paul Hammond, used to be mm-hmm. principal at Rosenwald, and Janine Bonnet. Yeah. So they all are from here except for Steve, who lives in Michigan. Paul Hammond, one of my favorite teachers of all time. Nice. I had him when I was a freshman. Wow. Uh, at that time, Jared, though, there was no West and East. It was uh, Jessamine just Jessamine County. County. Yeah, right. that was back in the days that we wrote on rocks and things <laughs> like that. But he taught me an introduction to chemistry and physics. Hmm. He hadn't been teaching very long, but he was also the baseball coach okay. at Jessamine County High. And, uh, Got to know him very well, and have in fact I call him coach to this day when I see him. Wow! But has always been one of my favorite hmm. pe- people and teachers. Right, is Paul Hammond, and yeah, he's your bro- your your uncle, my uncle, yeah, your yes, uncle. Sir. Yes, sir. So Christy and George get married, mm-hmm. and at some point in time decide to start a family. So right. tell us about how that all occurred. Your your siblings, right? So actually, I have two older brothers. Um, so I'm I'm in the middle of the family, mm-hmm. and then two younger sisters. So. Um, we had five total in our family. 
grew up always looking up to my older brothers playing sports yeah. with them they had obviously left to college and things like that so had to resort to playing with the younger sisters and <laughs> playing all the barbies and all that good stuff but um man our family was just great you know a lot of people around jessamine county know yeah. our family and they know someone whether that's one of my older brothers right. or one of my younger sisters so um just growing up here the my whole life has really been fun and i feel like i know Really, everyone in Jessamine County now. One of the questions I was going to ask, and, I, and you kind of alluded to it there, so yeah. you give credit to your older brothers for getting you involved in sports? I really do. Yeah. I really do. I mean, honestly, until I was, you know, middle school or high school, I just hung out with my brother's friends. So, yeah. you know, they were playing football in the park and playing basketball in our driveway. And so it kind of, kind of made me a little better because I was always going against people that were four and eight years older than I was. Yeah. So that was always fun. And, and was there any point in time in your life where it just dawned on you, basketball is it. This is me. Yeah. Honestly, I, I loved football and basketball. Those, I mm-hmm. played those sports mm-hmm. all the way up to high school. But I think, I think when I finally was able to beat my older brothers in basketball was when I kind of like finally realized this, this might be it because there's something about an older brother that no matter how better you are at a sport, they're always going to beat you. They just have the older brother thing going on. So I think in high school, I was finally able to beat them in basketball. And so I was like, man, I might, I might stick with this because yeah. <laughs> I couldn't beat them in anything else. <laughs> so you got involved in, in basketball and eventually made the team at West Jessamine High. Mm-hmm. Who was the coach? Um, so Robert Hammonds was actually the coach my freshman yeah. through junior year. And then we kind of made our Sweet 16 tournament run and then – Hammonds left, and Coach Kelly, who's still the coach now, right. came in my senior year. Yeah. So I had two coaches in high school. Did you, did you pretty much start all those years, or was it a, a really a, a climb in the ladder? Thing? Yeah, it was honestly a climb in the ladder. I remember, I mean, freshman year, I was probably five four, hundred and forty pounds. I was just this really? tiny little kid. I was always pretty little, so I didn't play at varsity at all. Really, I might have gotten in one game, and then sophomore year, I grew a little bit, put mm-hmm. some. I wouldn't say muscle, just some weight on, <laughs> as kids do. And, and so I was able to play and end up starting by my sophomore year at the end, and kind of the rest was history. Now, you all went to Sweet 16. Were you a senior? Uh, junior you and were senior junior year. and senior. Yeah. How far did you get into that tournament? Um, junior year, we made it all the way to the Final Four. That was kind of the Cinderella yeah, story where yeah. we were picked ninth in the region, just the right, region alone, right. and ended up making it to the Final Four of the state. So that was really cool. And then – Senior year, actually, only made it to the Elite Eight, so he yeah. did a little bit worse senior year. So you play this basketball at West Jessman. You mm-hmm. do well. People start to know locally this this Paulson kid, man. <laughs> I mean, and you had some other good players on there. I mean, yeah, you yeah got definitely. Your teammates, you had some excellent players. Yeah. But I guess at some point in time in your high school career, you decided, okay, I'm going to go to U.K., Mm-hmm. You could have gone to Asbury, which was right in your back door. You could have right. gone anywhere. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, that you necessarily went for basketball reasons. What, what mm-hmm. made your decision to go up the road to UK? There, yeah, it wasn't just basketball, honestly. No. Because I mean, you've go- not been offered a scholarship or anything. You no, just, no, okay. it was a it was a come on and, okay. and walk on. So okay. yeah, I had different scholarship offers to other schools, but I just you know the people that I talked to and. Obviously, just growing up in Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. I was a huge UK fan. Mm-hmm. If you love basketball and live in Kentucky, that's that's what you do. That's right. My dad grew up in Harlan County, which fans in Eastern Kentucky are even yeah. better than fans yeah. here. Yeah. And so that was that was a big part of it. Just you know, talking to my dad and different people, like man, when you when you look back, if you don't go to Kentucky, you'll always kind of think of what if and and honest and 
and really a spiritual aspect came into it too, just praying a lot and mm-hmm. just realizing the impact that I could have going to UK. Yeah. You know, I loved Asbury. I loved different other schools that I was looking at. But at the end of the day, I said, you know, this is going to be more than basketball and, and I'm going to have such an impact, you know, to, to tell people about, you know, Jesus. And, and that's really what my mindset was going into college was yeah. what is the best way to have the biggest platform and obviously Kentucky and is kind is, of the first choice. Of yeah. And so you go to UK and you decide, I guess, well, I think I'll try to be a walk-on for right. this basketball team, nationally <laughs> ranked. Man, mm-hmm. that must have fe- – what was that feeling the first day you walk in? Yep. Knowing you're a walk-on, knowing right. this may not last. Yep. How How is that – and I guess was Calipari coach then? Yeah, Calipari. Yeah. It was okay. uh I came in Calipari's second year. So okay. okay. Calipari came in, had the John Wall, Demarcus Cousins year. And yeah, and I you, came and, in. And you after come that. in <laughs> thinking these NBA future players are right. here and here I am. Right. It it was honestly probably the most intimidating stage of my life, just going into UK because you know, the people that are listening know Wilmore is a very small town, a very sheltered town, and I was, you know, raised in a pretty sheltered yeah. family. I didn't yeah. get out much. You know, yeah. Lexington was a trip for us. Yeah. So going up to this huge university with, you know, the, one of the best programs, right. the arguably the best coach in college basketball, and playing against the best players was really intimidating. And and obviously the walk on label kind of right. kind of made that even more, you know, strenuous and. And so, honestly, I just kind of went in, and I had, you know, the support of Jessamine County and my, my family with me, and, you know, people just told me to work as hard as I could, and that's really all I can do. And and so, that's what I did my four years there, and ended up getting a scholarship from Coach Cal all four years, which was really nice. Well, now, let's talk about that. And, of course, yeah. I, and, and there's one word, as you talk, that comes into my mind, faith. You had it. You had yeah. to have it right to walk into that situation. You had right. to have complete <laughs> faith that... that this is going to work out somehow. Yep. At what point did he come to you and say, you know what, I'm going to give you a scholarship? How did that come Yeah, about? it was – honestly, yeah, you're right. It was tough at first because that whole summer just playing with those guys and and I would – because I was a walk-on, I had to drive back and forth mm-hmm. every day. I wasn't allowed to live in the lodge yet mm-hmm. where they all live. And, and honestly, some days I would come home and talk to my parents and family and be like, did I make a wrong decision? Yeah. Like this is just over my head. Yeah. But again, that faith aspect, you know, I, I really did feel like God led me there for a reason. And that's kind of what kept me through that summer. And by the end of it, we went to Canada um, for an overseas trip, kind of mm-hmm. not really overseas. That's where Coach Cal decided to go. And we were able to play some games and practice a bit. And, and so I think that's the first time Cal, because Cal didn't really know, he, he knew who I was, but it, right. I wasn't a very high target on his list. Right. He, he right. was going to go with the the better players and and so i think that kind of showed him that i wasn't just a you know normal walk on i just wanted to go and yeah be be happy with yeah. sitting the bench the whole time i was really wanting to work hard and play and and so after that canada trip i played well enough i didn't play many minutes but i played well enough and there was a few scholarships available so he kind of took me to the side and and told me during that trip that i would have a scholarship that coming year so it's kind of well, i guess when you went home that day <laughs> yeah the the story for mom and dad if or did you even wait till you got home well honestly i think they heard it from i might have told them but coach cow kind of said it after a post game or at a post game press conference oh, so really? he kind of said it through that and so all the media got a hold of it but i think i told my mom and dad because after the canada trip we all got to go home for a couple yeah, weeks and yeah. so my dad and sister made the trip up there to canada so i actually ended up driving home with them mm-hmm. instead of taking the airplane back and 
I actually was so excited that I got a speeding ticket uh, <laughs> on the way back in Ohio. So that was that was kind of funny. But man, just on a, I mean, on a financial level, and just a, sure. just having a scholarship kind of made you feel more of a part of a team. And, right. And it, it, there's just something about it that, that made me feel really good and made me feel accepted onto the team. That really helped me out. So that night, I, it had to be hard to go to sleep because yeah. you know I can only imagine here, here you are, a Jessamine County Wilmore kid who. <laughs> taught by his brothers to love this game. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you are getting a free ride <laughs> to play for the number one college basketball team in the country. Right? How did you sleep? I mean, man, <laughs> I bet for days you, it was like a sugar eye all the time. Uh, it, it really honestly was. I mean, it, just that whole summer and ending with that, just yeah. how kind of – not sure if if I needed to stay here. Not sure why why I chose this place. And then having having the end of the summer be on such a high and wow. getting that scholarship and getting to play for Kentucky. And then obviously people watched the game, so people started recognizing me that sure. didn't know me. And it was all really kind of a blur. I remember when I got when I played in those games. I remember getting like hundreds of text messages and Facebook because that's kind of the first time mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm saw that I was playing for Kentucky because it was kind of a secret before that. And honestly, it really was a blur and just so so much excitement. And especially just from my dad and my family, oh, they, I, I can't really describe it. It was just like a, it's kind of like you're in a dream. Like, is this really happening? Because I never thought that would ever happen. And you know, Jared, you were one of those players that, and and you can think, I can think of several. I can think of Leroy Bird. I can think of uh, the Massimino, is that, that was yeah, his name? So. You were one of those players that when you walked out on that court, when Cal put you in, mm-hmm. Rupp erupted. <laughs> How did that feel the first yeah. time you walk out and 24,000 go nuts? <laughs> and I can tell it by watching the TV. I can only imagine what it would have sounded like. Yeah. Of course, hopefully you were focused enough you kind of <laughs> blocked that out. But still... Yeah. Yeah. That had to be overwhelming. It it was it was crazy. Just I remember just the first time I did get to go in a game in Rupp Arena, and like you said, everyone just started yeah. yelling and screaming, and I was like, it's just "You me. don't even know who I am." Like, <laughs> there's just this random kid. But that's that's kind of the just the cool part about it is I think a lot of people just love the hometown kid. Oh yeah. And I was just oh, yeah. grew up down the yeah. street. You know, a lot of people saw me in high school, played in Rupp in those Sweet right. Sixteen games, and just to see. I think a kid living out his dream that every kid in Kentucky has. I think everyone kind of could get behind me and kind of kind of relate mm-hmm. to me, and I think that's really the reason. And honestly, I mean, on one hand, it made me more nervous because you know I'm trying to go out there and sure. play and sure. listen to Coach Calipari. Sure. But on the other hand, it's like, wow, I have 24,000 people supporting me, having my back, and well, it was cool to and see. And that was just the ones there, right? You know, yeah, you exactly. The, and the then, ones across the Commonwealth yeah. who were watching. Yeah. It, was awesome and just getting texts after that game too yeah. like man it's so cool to to see you out there and live in your dream and it, it was just kind of a story not written by a human i think it was a story written by god which is which well, is really yeah. cool it's got to be yeah. yeah yeah he put you there at that time for that yep. for reasons yep and part of those reasons we'll get into in a minute because i think it has to do with what you're doing now but mm-hmm. but let me let me throw out some things and just kind of reflect maybe on on highlights right some of the players you played with mm-hmm. Na- name some of those big names and how it was to yeah. play with them maybe who was the hardest to play against yeah Man, yeah, so I got to play. I don't know the official count, but I got to play with a lot of people that are now in the NBA, and that that was really awesome. Just to 
kind of get a different perspective on those kids because yeah. you know when I was growing up, they were they were my idols. Kentucky players were the sure. people I wanted to meet in this sure. world and hang out with, and then being able to basically live with live these with, guys and yeah. practice and eat and sleep with these guys was really cool. And you know, Anthony Davis was a big name, and Michael K. Gilchrist, and Terrence Jones, and Deron Lamb, and man, I can't even really Alex Poitras, DeAndre Liggins, Josh Harrelson, all those guys, Darius Miller. Do you, you just, still stay in touch with them? I still do a little bit. I mean, we are all yeah. on totally different paths, and right. some people are right. overseas, some people in the NBA, some people are in need there like me. But uh, yeah. it's a uh, it's cool to just see a different side because you know people a lot of times don't realize that these are just young They're eighteen kids. nineteen year old kids. They're that, kids. That's and right. And if you could just see the the goofing off that happens, and yeah. just it's funny just because you know when you watch a game. You just think that that is their life, you know. Mm-hmm. All they care about is basketball, but there's so many different things that these guys mm-hmm. care about and and do. And only you know five hours a day is dedicated to basketball, and these people are just just basically normal like everyone else. Yeah. So it's cool to see that side and become more friends with them than actually you know even teammates or just acquaintances. Yeah, you know, and I think that's one of the faults that fans have. Mm-hmm. Whether you're Kentucky or Indiana or UCLA, doesn't matter. It's okay to support a program and to really support it. But I think sometimes, a lot of times, we as fans forget that these are 18, 19, 20-year-old mm-hmm. kids. Yep. I can say that now because I'm 53. <laughs> a 20-year-old, I've got a 20-year-old. It's a kid. It's a kid. <laughs> and, and I think sometimes we forget that. And we right. expect all this. And, of course, Kentucky's tradition, and you expect them to win every year. Right. But these kids. It's not just about basketball. They mm-hmm. have, first off, they have a school. They have right. classes and work they have to do because they right. want to secure an education for themselves and a career and whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's something that, that fans, it's where we mess up a lot. I think yeah. we put too much into the game, mm-hmm. if you will, yep. and, and don't think a lot about what the realness of it all right right and so i'm glad to know that you did have those times that Mm -hmm. you could just be a 19 year old kid right not have all that pressure on Mm -hmm. you coach cal tell us about him (laughs) man coach cal is he he's really cool i mean he's 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 a very interesting person he is you know the most type a person i've ever met in my Mm -hmm. life which Mm -hmm. i think at that level of coaching you you really have to be i'd say all the coaches at that level are pretty type a and you know he's crazy he'll he'll get into you and the fans have seen it on TV when he mm-hmm. just goes nuts in the games, and a lot of people see that side. But if I could say one thing about him is, you know, he always talks about players first, and he yeah. really does care about his players. I mean, yeah. if something happens to them or someone, some guy off the street says something to a player or a lot of bloggers and different things like that, you know, they will they love to hate on Kentucky. And right. Coach Cal is the first one to have your back and go after those people. And it was just kind of cool to see that side of him, just knowing that, if something's going to happen to you or someone's coming at you, he he's going to have your back. And he really wanted he wanted to see us succeed no matter right. what that was. And, you know, a lot of them were going to the NBA. And so that's, you know, that was really his goal. And obviously championship was his goal. But he he cared about the families of the players. And he cared about, you know, giving these players a chance to provide for their families in a really cool way. I mean, that's really kind of the takeaway I have from Cal is he did a lot of things that maybe made him look bad, but it was all because he wanted – to see his players succeed. So that was really cool. He was doing what a coach should do. Exactly, yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. You're exactly right. And whatever level, it doesn't yep. matter if it's t-ball or if it's if it's college. It, it yep. you do what that you do to help your kids. It had to be special too. Him and the teammates that showed up the night that they retired your jersey. Yeah, that's high. Yep. I mean the fact that you know here again, you know I'm just a just a Wilmore kid. I walk mm-hmm. in, they retire my jersey, and you look up in the stands, and there they are. Right. I mean, honestly, that just goes to show, like. Coach Cal, I mean, we, I think we had a game the next day or yeah, something. Yeah, I think you did. Coach Cal did not have to do that. And he, and we, I remember we went out to eat before that. We kind of got to eat before the night before games. And, mm-hmm. and he, he was like, you guys want to go here? And all the players were like, sure. Yeah, let's do it. And so that was, that was really cool just to see all of those players, yeah. all of my teammates in the stands at West Jessamine High School Jessman. in Nicholasville, Kentucky. And yeah. honestly, it, it was awesome. I, I loved having them there. And, I thank Cal so much for that, and even he sent me a text after after the whole ceremony. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Man, I really, I really got emotional that night." And just wow. to hear Coach Cal say that about you and your family and your school right. was cool. And man, I, I just couldn't thank him enough. And you know, it was cool just for everyone at the game to see all these Kentucky sure. players. I mean, they were trying to get autographs, and sure. they had to kind of block off a section for them so they wouldn't get harassed. But, man, it was and you're it made sitting, me feel good. And you're sitting there going, oh, they're nothing. They're, yeah, they're my Exactly. Roommates. They're my friend. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, man, that was a that was a great night. I love that night. Speaking of Cal, we have to ask, are her brownies as good as, <laughs> as everybody says? That's awesome. <laughs> uh, they're, they're really good. Actually, uh, Scal, who played this year, and Dylan Pulliam, who's a walk-on, they're in my Bible study this year, and Dylan's birthday was the other day, and he actually brought them back, really? so that kind of gave me old memories, and yeah. I had one, and <laughs> she's good at making brownies. She, it's no lie. She, she can, she can bake those brownies. And for those that are listening, that may one, the few that may not follow UK basketball, Miss mm-hmm. Miss Calipari provides each player with brownies on their birthday. Right. Yeah, that's right. what that's about. What was your most favorite out of the four years? This might be a very hard question. Yeah. Your favorite game. Do you have a highlight that, wow. that you would, could pick out saying that was the moment? Man. You know, a lot of people would expect the championship game just the, the yeah. year. My sophomore year, we beat Kansas in the championship game, and, and that was awesome, just the confetti coming down. And right. You watch that on TV as a kid. and So that was awesome. But honestly, my senior year, when we made that tournament run, we were an eight seed, and we were going in, and we had a lot of talent, but – Things just weren't clicking all year when the Harrison twins were here and Julius Randall and James Young and all that. And somehow a fire just lit under us in that tournament. We made it all yeah. the way to the championship game. I don't know which game in particular, but that whole tournament run was just unbelievable. Aaron Harrison made, you know, three buzzer beater, buzzer beater shots right. back to back to back in three games. And just that tournament, we all kind of just came together. And I think, I wouldn't say that team was the closest per se. I mean, we were all pretty close, but. During that run, I've never seen a team closer than that. You know, we were just mm-hmm. in the hotels together, doing everything together. We just kind of all got together and had this one goal and tried to prove the nation wrong. And and we did that. Obviously, came up a little short, but just that whole that whole three week right. tournament time was right. probably my favorite three weeks of college. So finally, the day came. It was time to graduate. Yep. Before graduation, though, there had to be had to be a highlight. The day at Rupp Arena that you walk through the hoop with your oh, name yeah. on it for Senior Day. Yep. Had to be very emotional. Yeah. Just to look back and and look at this is the ride I've taken. Mm-hmm. How many kids would do anything to have that ride? Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. I, that's really my thought process through, yeah. through senior day. It was just, man, I've gotten to live out four years of my life that 
almost any kid and can touch sure. any kid around yeah. the nation would really want is going to your dream school, the, the right. school you watched on TV, the school you had jerseys of on when you were a kid and who you mm-hmm. acted like you were in your driveway. And a lot of those thoughts were going through my head and just the, the friendships I made through Kentucky, not just on the basketball team, but, you know, through different organizations. And yeah, just just kind of collecting all those thoughts into one night um, was really was really crazy and pretty emotional. And, and I'm not really a extremely, a cr- I'm not a cry or anything like that, but I almost had tears coming down sure. that night. So just the support from the, the fans and the family and Jessamine County and everyone involved just kind of impacted into right. one night was right. was really cool for not just me, but my family, family and, sure. and everyone that was watching. Sure. Yeah. So you graduated. Yeah. And now it's time to get in with the real life. <laughs> this is the <laughs> hard stuff. stuff. So tell us what you've done since graduation. Tell right. us about the program you're involved with yeah. and how all of this, all these four years of, of doing this has helped you get where you are right now. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, that's something when I was thinking about going to UK, I was like, man, this is not just going to affect the next four years of my life. This is going to affect the rest of my life and hopefully in a good way. And so after UK, I kind of started going on a, a speaking tour, if you will, and and obviously signing autographs and things like that, but but mainly just to speak to schools and churches and things like that, telling them my story. And I actually wrote, ended up writing a book with my one of my older brothers, kind of about that story, but more on more specifically the faith side of it, because like you said, the, the faith the faith side of it was way more important than than the basketball side of it. Um, and so just kind of talking about that journey and and how my relationship with Jesus became even just became way better and more intimate in college through basketball and through different things. And, and so I've been able to speak to, you know, thousands of different kids around the state, telling them about my dream, but also saying, you know, living out a worldly dream isn't the most important thing in life. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think God really had that plan for me after college to be able to tell them, you know, look, I got to do everything I wanted to do as a kid, but that's not what's really, that's not what really brings you joy. I was doing that for about, a, I guess, a year or a year and a half or something like that. Did the book tour and things like that. And now I'm actually working for Christian Student Fellowship, which is a campus ministry at UK, a place where a lot of people don't know about. But that's really, if I wasn't playing basketball or in the dorm or sleeping or eating, I was at CSF, which is what we call it. And, and that's just a this huge campus ministry that's blown up. And mm-hmm. God is just honestly really moving there. And the Spirit is moving there in an incredible way. And so... Now I actually work for them. Um, we kind of have this tiny little building filled with literally thousands of college students coming to worship and just do different activities. And so we're actually trying to get a new building. Um, and so I kind of got hired on with a couple buddies of mine. And so now I'm going around the state and just kind of telling the story of CSF, how it Im- impacted my life and basically raising funds for a new building. So I'm yeah. kind of a professional fundraiser now, which is <laughs> not something I thought I'd ever be, but it, it's just so important to me that basically we have the the chance of, you know, building a church on right. campus right. for kids that, you know, really need it and are really searching for yeah. something. Um, so that's kind of what I do is just tell that story. And it's just cool to be able to give back to, to CSF, a place that poured so much into me and my, my life story. And I hear congratulations are in order. Getting yes, that's the most exciting. That's the most exciting news of late. Yep, I get to uh, marry my dream girl in the fall. So uh, I'm really excited about that. Now, can we ask how you all met? Yeah, we we met a while ago. She's actually my sister's best friend. I went I went that route. What's her first name? Ariel. Her name is Ariel, like the mermaid. But uh, yeah, so she went to Asbury with my sister, and they became best friends at college. Yeah. 
we were always friends. I kind of had a girlfriend in college, and she had a boyfriend mm-hmm. in college, so it never mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. amounted to anything. But we always really enjoyed being around each other, and we both kind of broke up with our old girlfriend and boyfriends. And this was actually, I think, her senior year of college, so I was already out, and we just kind of started hanging out and hanging out with my sister. And then mm-hmm. when my sister decided to fall asleep or she couldn't hang out, it ended up me and me and Ariel. <laughs> and so we just, we honestly just went around Wilmore and adventured around, rode bikes and just did different things. And we ended up falling in love. And now we are going to get married in, in the, the fall. So well, I'm excited. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how things work out, isn't it? You, you, it is. You go throughout your life and, as a kid, most kids at some point in their life think, wonder, wonder what I'll do when I grow up. Wonder mm-hmm. what will be in front of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, of course, and I, I know you and, know, and, the, and, and the way you were raised, that you are the type that uh, are very thankful for all that's happened to you. Mm-hmm. And you do realize that it was for a reason. Right. And I think now. Even in this early age that you are, mm-hmm. you are seeing already what the, the benefits of what you've been through already. Right. And a lot of people aren't lucky like that. A lot right. of people go all their life and don't see the benefit of what they've done. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it at 24. Yeah. The fact that, that, uh, that the good Lord puts you in a spot to not only live your dream, but to help now people hopefully live theirs. Right. And that's got to be a great feeling. It, it's honestly a great feeling. And obviously, I mean, I don't know what my whole life looks like in sure. front of me, but man, just kind of learning that God God will take care of it. He yeah. He has a future plan for you, and it's not really your job to plan out your future. It's right. you got to trust Him every single day, and that's basically what I'm trying to do. That's it's hard at times, and you know, I'm not going to be a fundraiser the rest of my life, but just trusting God and having that relationship with Him every day. Mm-hmm. Is, is really what gets you through through the day and kind of looking back and remembering what all he's done and being thankful for that and just moving on. You know, one of the things, Jared, I did a, a little interview myself with a guy at the local paper here not long mm-hmm. ago. I remember kids when I went to high school that made this statement, I can't wait to get out of this county. Mm-hmm. I've heard that over and over and over. Mm-hmm. I never felt that way. Right. Never once did I ever think, I want to leave here. This is home. Mm-hmm. And you know, just like every other county in this country, we have our problems. Mm-hmm. Every city does. We have our problems. It's yeah. not perfect world. It never will be. Mm-hmm. But I'm always thankful that it was decided that I should be here. Hmm. And I'm always excited when people like you and others that we've had in this community come out of our county and do what they've done. And mm-hmm. and you should be proud of the fact that that you've got a lot of people that recognize you made us proud. Mm-hmm. You made Jessamine County proud with the work that you did at the college and now that you're doing with your ministry. Mm-hmm. So uh, just know that uh, Jessamine County is, is very excited for Jared Polson and mm-hmm. his future bride, and, and we're very <laughs> thankful that you represented us well because mm-hmm. we recognize, unfortunately, there are kids in all kinds of sports and all kinds of worlds that don't represent where they come from well. Mm-hmm. But you did. A lot of credit I have to give your parents, though. They, they get a lot of credit. Yeah. They're awesome. And, and I know them well enough to know they raised you right. But, mm-hmm. but you had to do it, too. Mm-hmm. And the faith you had and, and just it was always nice to see Jared come up on that screen in that court because you were one of us. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate that. Yeah. Thank thanks you very thanks much. for being like that. Not a problem. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, this was 
Jessamine County kind of formed me into who I was. Yeah. My family and just growing up here and I love this place. I could I could live in this place the rest of my life. Good. Hope yeah. so. Yeah. We'll see. Jared, thanks for coming. Thank you very much. My thanks to Jared for stopping in today and talking to us here on All Things Jessamine about his life and his future. We appreciate you stopping in every Saturday morning as well. All Things Jessamine, brought to you here on Jess FM 105.9.